Welcome to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. Because all of the promises of God in Christ are yes and in Him, amen. And this is the promise He has promised us, even eternal life. What does Paul say? He says, the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, everybody, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. To participate in the show, we invite you to submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Welcome to the program, everybody. Hey, Saints, uh, I want you to be encouraged today. You have the best inheritance that there is out there. You have the promise of eternal life because you know our Lord. And that's what Jesus said. This is eternal life, that they would know you, the Father, that they would know me, the Son, that they would know the Holy Spirit, Him who is sent to us to comfort us and to teach us and to lead us into what? To lead us into righteousness and holiness. Now, those words have become kind of like a byword, even among some Christians. You know, say you start talking about holiness, and all of a sudden, people start grimacing or mocking, or they just shut up. But I want to share something with you, and I want to encourage you. The faith that was once delivered Back in the time of the apostles, right after Jesus's, well, let's say during Jesus's uh, ministry, and then right after he ascended and the apostles did what they were charged to do, they went and made disciples. And let's hear from one of those, a letter to one of those disciples. Now, this is Paul writing to Titus. Titus was a young man who was brought up in the scriptures by his mother and grandmother, And Paul took him under his wing as a spiritual son. Now, Titus ends up serving the church as an overseer, an elder, pastor, whatever you want to call it. Same position, but essentially someone who is responsible for the flock, also responsible for making sure proper doctrine is taught, making sure anyone who's falling away could be retrieved, making sure that there's no false teaching and so on. So, What Paul is doing here when he writes to Titus in the book of Titus, the letter of Titus, if you will, um, starting in, I'm actually going to go back to the end of uh, chapter one, and this is what he says in verse 15, to the pure, all things are pure. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. This is the promise, and it's a two-edged promise. Look, if you are pure, if your desire is to be pure, and you're purifying yourself, as we're admonished to do in 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1, because he who is in us is pure, and that also hearkens uh, to John's epistles. So if we're doing that, and we're purifying ourselves, and we're desiring to be holy, because as Peter says, I'll bring in Peter, he says, uh, he he hearkens back to the Old Testament and through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit brings this up. Be holy, for I am holy. So Paul say, saying to Titus here says, To the pure, 
all things are pure. To the holy, all things are holy. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure. But even their mind and consciences are defiled. Now, you know, it's one of those things, before I was a believer, someone would say something to me, and my mind would go right to the dark side of things. The meaning that would have some innuendo that just wasn't appropriate. But when the Lord got a hold of me, and when he imparted his righteousness to me, and when I received the Holy Spirit, and when holiness became attractive and righteousness was something I hungered and thirsted for, those thoughts were repugnant, number one. Number two, I noticed that my mind became clean, and it became different. It was changing, being renewed into the image and the thinking of Jesus Christ. And so, those things that once were defiling and once were brought out of unbelief were now repugnant, and my mind didn't naturally go there, or if there was a recollection, it's just like I, I, I didn't want to go there. And in fact, I began to think of the pure meaning of words. And I think this, is, this has to do with that. You know, we no longer dwell on, think on, desire those things that are dark. And impure. To the pure, all things are pure. We could hear something that the world is going to laugh at and snicker at and say, don't you know what that means? But you, if you have your heart affixed to the Lord, if you have your eyes focused on Jesus, then your thinking, your inclination is going to be to think the best, think the positive about it. It doesn't mean we're naive. It doesn't mean we don't know what these things mean. It's what our inclination is. Now, let me continue. Paul says to Titus, his disciple, and he's discipling Titus and has discipled Titus. Here's what he goes on to say. They profess to know God, but in works, they deny him. Being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. Now, that's the first part of this. So, look. I want you to be careful about your life. And Paul says this, walk circumspectly. Walk very carefully. Watch where you're walking. Watch what you're saying. Watch what your heart uh, uh, is inclined toward, dwells upon. Watch what goes into your eyes and out of your eyes. What we set ourselves down to enjoy is the thing that starts to form our thoughts and hearts. If we sit ourselves down to enjoy the Word of God and fellowship with God, our hearts will be cleansed. Our minds will be renewed. So, there are those who profess to know God, but in works they deny Him. And remember, profession alone that you are a Christian, or prof- profession alone that you love God or know God, that's not the criteria. That's not the litmus test according to many, many places in the Scriptures. God has been clear about this. Our fruit indicates the root of our heart, the root of our belief. Let me go on to Titus 2. We go down to verse 11. What a neat promise. For the grace of God that brings salvation 
has appeared to everyone, to all men. And that's, that's meaning all men and women, etc. Verse 12, it teaches us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. Now, this should be a common thing. We should know this, right? We're supposed to be denying ungodliness and worldly lust if the one who is holy and righteous, the one who spoke the worlds and they leapt into existence, if that one purchased us, we've been freed from the prison of our sin, freed from the sentence of death. Why would we not want to deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Well, so it teaches us that we should deny ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Now, that's important. We have some people saying that, well, the kingdom and the kingdom life of, of living purely and righteously is coming in some thousand-year uh, golden age. Well, that's not what Paul says, and in fact, that's not what Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount. What does Paul say? He says, hey, we should be living that way in the present age. Well, when is the present age? When he wrote to Titus. This was, this was 50-something A.D. <laughs> and since then, and when Jesus was preaching the Sermon on the Mount, he was saying, hey, I have come that this type of lifestyle would be established, the kingdom would be established in the hearts of men and women and children, and their life would proclaim that I am Lord. That's, that's the message. And so when we see these promises that we can actually deny ungodliness and worldly lust, we can live soberly, righteously, those are huge promises, and we should be hopeful. Jeff will be back in just a moment with some closing thoughts. Hi, this is Jeff, and I'm excited to announce the Eternal Promises app. Now, this is an app that can be installed on your iPhone, your Android device. And best of all, you can listen to any radio broadcast at your convenience. So just dial it in the app, listen, you can stop, you can pause, you can go forward, backwards. But not only that... The app also has promises, eternal promises by topic. We've got devotionals. You can read God's Word. There's a Bible in the Eternal Promises app. There are questions and answers, faithful quotes by faithful saints, and so much more. So remember, go to eternalpromises.org forward slash app. That's eternalpromises.org forward slash app. Or you can go to the front page. And just look for that banner that says, download the app. And most of all, we need you to stand boldly with us as we boldly stand for the truth of God in Christ Jesus. To participate in the show, submit your question or comment online at eternalpromises.org forward slash radio or by calling toll free 888-88-LOVE-GOD. That's 888-88-LOVE-GOD. And now, here's your host, Jeff Tobler. Now, I'm going to go to the end, uh, verse 14. This is Titus 2, verse 14. Look at what he says. Jesus Christ gave himself for us. Why? Why did Jesus, Jesus Christ give himself for us? That he, Jesus, might redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself his own special people who are zealous, excited about good works. 
how often do you hear that good works are a byword? Good works are something that we shouldn't even talk about. I just want to encourage you. God has made you, preordained for you to walk in freedom, to walk in righteousness, to walk in sobriety, to walk in holiness, godliness, to walk in such a way that we proclaim the praises of him who has called us out of darkness to shine his glorious light. He has given himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people. Are you zealous for good works? To you, is, is, is uh, everything pure to you? Do you make foul jokes all the time? Do you watch foul movies? Or are you really watching what you say, what you think, what you do? Are you purifying yourself? Read, read 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1. Go into John's epistles. Read there. Because the grace of God has appeared to all of us. And it has appeared to us to teach us something. To deny ungodliness. I want you to focus on denying ungodliness and unrighteousness in your life. And contrary, hunger and thirst after it. God will give you what you hunger and thirst after. Now, if this is an encouragement to you, would you consider donating to the ministry? Just go to the website, click on the green donate button, and stand with us financially. You've been listening to Eternal Promises with your host and founder, Jeff Tobler. On behalf of all of us at Eternal Promises, thank you for listening. And we encourage you to lay hold of God's promises in your life today by loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. To get this resource, go to eternalpromises.org forward slash donate or send your donation to P.O. Box 20, St. Clair, Missouri 63077 and consider becoming a Promise Partner. You're listening to Eternal Promises Radio with Jeff Tobler.